Imagine how it would feel to go into labor confident that it's going to be a calm and beautiful process. Hi, I'm Steph, and this is the Original Design Podcast. Wherever you plan to birth, this podcast can help you prepare more deeply for your labor. In each episode, you'll hear uplifting birth stories from amazing women. When they share their stories, you witness through your mirror neurons on a subconscious level that your authentic desires for birth are possible too. And it builds faith, especially when they share about their upbringing and any obstacles that they overcame along the way. So by tuning into this podcast, you're expanding your belief in your ability to birth. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of living out your original design. If you enjoy this episode, please take a moment to leave a review, comment, and share it with a friend that's struggling or could really benefit from the information you're about to hear. Welcome back to season two of the Original Design Podcast. I'm really excited to be starting off episode one with Haley. Today we're going to be talking about her birth with her first baby sonnet. How are you going, Haley? Very well, thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be talking to you about babies and birth. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so happy that we are speaking. This is really exciting for me. No, me too. <laughs> I feel smiling. Like, yeah, I feel like it's my um long time listener, first time caller moment. <laughs> oh, so good. Season two, yeah. Are you so excited? Yeah, I'm yeah. um I'm really, really keen to um I think even just dive deeper, you know, um, yeah. just ask even more um, telling questions and just really try to get into the the grit and the details of like how do you actually have the birth that you want to have yeah. um, and, you know, stay in hope and just really just love the experience. So, um, yeah, awesome. Yes. Well, I know that yeah. like being pregnant and just, you know, knowing bits and pieces about birth but wanting to know so much more, like listening to things like your podcast, it was like, oh, real women are actually talking about what I want to know. It was so helpful and just when I went into birth, I was like, oh, I feel uplifted, I feel empowered. Like I think I was about 20 weeks and I was like listening to resources like this and I said to my husband, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to give birth. He's like, we have to wait. We can't do it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good yeah. um, so tell me a little bit about your husband so his name is Christian um where we've been together a very long time we were lucky enough to meet when we were 12 so we've had a lot of time to clock up together um, <laughs> we got together when we were probably about 14 mm-hmm. and then got engaged straight out of high school um yeah because that's what our parents did and I think we just thought that was so normal but now I think about it I'm like oh we were crazy Um, (laughs) and we got married shortly after and had a few years together before we started having kids because we started our photography business together so we worked together as well Mm. but then probably I think it was on our fourth wedding anniversary we got a nice surprise which was 
a positive pregnancy test and a little little baby on the way. So that was a really <laughs> nice anniversary present. Um, wow. We had dinner plans to go out to some crazy Japanese restaurant and I just could not stomach it. I was like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're going to stay home tonight and I'll have an <laughs> Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and your photography business, it's um, Whites and Woods, is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Beautiful. It's, it's very, it's predominantly weddings, but we do do the occasional family and baby. And it, it's mostly babies. It's usually a couple that we did their wedding. And you kind yes. of step into the next season with them as well, which is really fun. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and... Just so we get to know you a bit more, what's in your fridge right now? Oh, good question. Um, well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a um, more natural person. I like to make things from scratch. So usually there's some things that I've made that day, whether it's almond milk or fresh jar of peanut butter. Or last night I made iced tea for the first time and some mm-hmm. pesto, which was good. Um, but we've also just inherited an amazing garden which we're loving we're we're not really qualified for it but we're trying and <laughs> it came with all these established like fruit trees and things like that so we're kind of just eating whatever it's giving us at the moment so we usually have a ridiculous amount of apricots at the moment which is very wow. nice yeah wow and I should ask, where are you based? That's probably a good question yeah. as well for people context. Yeah, because right, I'm yeah. like, apricots do not grow in trees where I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, I do. But we couldn't grow bananas if we tried. Um, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, I'm in regional Victoria in a city called Bendigo. So it's got about, I'm just guessing, but I'm going to say about 120,000 people. So not huge, but not tiny either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice and hot and dry and lots of kangaroos and things. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, we actually visited Bendigo last year and yeah, I that's right. loved the vibe. Seriously, I loved it. There were some really cool cafes um, and just beautiful people, really amazing um, communities down there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think really many people cool. want to leave once they, they find out about it. It's, it's a good yeah. little sweet spot between you know, enough happening and not much happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's so good. Okay, well, let's let's jump straight into um, pregnancy because I really want to hear about um, how you prepared. And so did you actually, it sounds like from your intro, it sounds like there was some conscious preparation that happened. What kind of mental, emotional preparation did you do for your birth? And did it include any books or, yeah, tell me a bit. Yeah. Good question. Um, it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like a while ago, so you have to think back. But I definitely really enjoyed podcasts. Like I I did listen to yours and I really loved it because I had a friend recommend it and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And the next thing I know, I was like, oh, when's the next one coming out? Um, I also listened to other ones like The Australian Birth Story and um, just any I really stumbled across that I thought, oh, that's positive and that's gonna you know fill me with what I need to go into birth I also had a few people recommend um I think it's called birth skills the book Mm -hmm. and um I read that one which was interesting as well it's kind of 
tells you different things you can do in birth that kind of keep things moving along or keep you active. So like, you know, walking or like rhythms and things like that. And it was a couple of midwives and friends had recommended it to me. So I read it, which was, it's a good resource. Like it's worth a read, but I probably wasn't like the be all and end all. But um, funnily enough, one thing I did do, because I was trying to work out things like all mums are when you're like, oh, what do I want motherhood to look like and what do I want birth to look like? And mm-hmm. I'd heard about this thing called morning pages and um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like where you just wake up in the morning and you just do a mental dump on paper of whatever's mm-hmm. on your heart or your mind and um, you don't. You, it's kind of about beating the filter of your mind before it really yeah. wakes up. And so mm-hmm. I started doing that every morning um, mm-hmm. just I would wake up and just put things on paper. But I guess being pregnant, it was always gravitated around the pregnancy or the baby or like birth or parenthood in the future. And I I think that those moments, even if it was only five or ten minutes a day, really helped me like work out what I wanted life to look like and what I was you know, processing and I just, mm. I really remember savouring those moments, like looking forward to waking up and being like, oh, I'm going to write something today. And usually mm. you don't know what you're going to write until you've already written it. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. I really love that. I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I, I love how, um, how it was kind of like a time for you to process like what do I really want like kind yes. of getting a picture of like this is where I'm going with this this is, these are my desires because that's something I think is really important to have to not just like randomly stumble into your birth moment but actually like even if it changes um you know on the day which it you know, obviously it, it will probably, but to have a vision, to have a, a desire of like, this is kind of how I, how I see things going and this is, you know, and just to be able to believe for that. And um, yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people do ask you questions and you don't, you don't know what you want here. Usually they're like, oh, what's your plan with this? Or, or even the health professionals like, would you like this or that? And you're like, oh, I don't know. So you need to, it's nice yeah. to give yourself the space to, just yeah. dream and yeah. oh, in an ideal situation how would it go yeah yes so good um okay so what how did you spend most of those days when you were pregnant um were you still doing photography with whites and woods um were you like resting or like were, what what did those those pregnancy days look like for you I definitely worked a lot um I think that I probably should have rested maybe a little more but I think running your own business I think I thought that if I worked more pregnancy I would get more time with Sonnet after like I tried to squish as much in as possible so that when she arrived I could just switch off the emails you know close the office door and not look back Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I worked probably up shooting until 35 weeks but I was editing and doing admin even hours before she was I was laboring I was at the desk editing while I was like I'm definitely having contractions right now (laughs) so I literally woke up until um, she was born but I think it was a really nice distraction because I was I was over and so you do start to get a bit like I'm so excited I would love to meet you and (laughs) um 
yeah and then every day feels like it can be a bit of an eternity so I was editing and keeping myself busy and it was pretty relaxed work you know just sitting in a chair um, plodding along it wasn't um, like the shooting it wasn't on your feet and carrying all this camera gear or anything like that yeah totally totally yeah oh that's fun Um, (laughs) (laughs) so did you find that like um, there, it, it really flew past quite quickly or were there parts that dragged along? Um, um, I think it, I think the part where I was waiting to tell people, I'm not really sure why I was waiting to tell people, but I think people say you wait until this point to tell people. So mm-hmm. we did that. Um, and then you kind of like, oh, I can't wait till I'm about 13 weeks away. I can start telling people. Cause I think we found out at about seven. So nearly that again. Um, and then the middle part went quite quickly and then towards the end again, it was a bit like, okay, like, um, cause I guess let's when we, this. yeah, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> we also didn't find out like some people don't. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, you think that's a good idea, but towards the end you're like, oh, what are you? Like, yes. I just want to call you by your, at least yeah. by your gender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a baby girl. Or, I'm yeah. so curious. So yes. I was ready. We did that too, yeah. Yeah. With both. It's, it is towards the end. It's like, oh, yeah, what are you? It's so yeah. great when they pass you the baby and then you find out and you're like, oh, it was like this huge drum roll of nine months. Yeah. But in the, in the waiting, you can get a bit like, why did we do this again? <laughs> well, that's a good idea to wait. <laughs> well, okay, this leads perfectly to my next question. Did you know that you were carrying sonnets specifically? Did you have any, um, like, words you were given about about her or was it just like a guessing game? Like for Willow, for example, I I thought I thought it was, she was a boy. Oh, really? Be, yeah, <laughs> like I was quite convinced and then, like, it was just this beautiful surprise when I found out she was a girl, you know. Wow, so, yeah. And yeah. she was your first? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. But um, I've heard other, other people talk and say that, you know, they knew, like they got a dream from God or something and they knew that they were having this exact baby and that's how they knew to name, you know. Wow, yeah. Them. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, ours is quite similar to that. So um, mm. I think I've, ever since I was about 16 or 17, I've had really vivid dreams about this little girl and I, like I knew she was my daughter in the dreams and mm. so I thought for a long time oh, I'm gonna have a little girl first um and but then when we were pregnant Christian was like so didn't want to find out so I was like all right let's not find out like it'll be fun but I think I just really doubted those dreams like oh maybe I'm just like making it up or something like that but Christian mm-hmm. he's so wonderful he was just like steadfast he was like just fully believed that like we were gonna have this little girl and we had her name, Sonnet, picked out because um, we did a year of, like, nomading and we used to do these long walks and there would be, like, these epic skies and we'd be like, we just want a really epic name that just, like, says, like, God loves you, you know. We're like, what will this name mean? And we never got it. And then one day he's like, oh, I just really wish we could call her, like, poem or sonnet. And as soon as I heard the word sonnet, it was yeah. like, you know, everything had been directed at that word. Like it was like it was highlighted and bolded and yes. everything. And I was like, yes. done. Um, and so <laughs> her name is Sonnet Grace, which means Song of Grace wow. um, because that's just what we feel like she is to us. She's just this amazing, mm. just beautiful creation. And mm. um, so when we had that name, Christian was so sure we were going to have a girl there. He was like, I don't 
even want to come up with a boy's name really because Mm -hmm. I'm so sure we're gonna have a girl and I was like well we should probably come up with one just in case but (laughs) um we actually have 12 and on my side of the family there's 11 nephews no girls so we were kind of like the odds are we're gonna have a boy like (laughs) we just have no girls so like what's the chance we have a boy and we were in the delivery room and she arrived and we looked at her and, you know, it takes a little moment for it to sink in and then they're like, oh, by the way, you had a girl. And I think my first words were, are you sure? Like, I was so <laughs> surprised. But Christian was like, of course we had a girl. You knew the whole time we were having a girl. And I think in private I did say to her, you know, I'd talk to my belly and I'd say, baby girl. And I'd be like, oh, I hope you are a girl because, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, you you mentioned delivery room. Um, can you tell me a bit about the um, care provider that you you chose and how how you made that choice? Yeah, that was a really big decision for me. Um, I'm sure it is for most first time mums because I was grappling a little bit between like a home birth, which I just loved the idea of, but then didn't know if I was being too idealistic because I can be a bit of a dreamer and a bit of an end sometimes. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, am I just romanticising it all? Because I, I I, think they're great now. I probably would do that for my second, but I don't really know anyone that had done it. So I didn't mm-hmm. have anyone to ask or, you know, mm-hmm. say, what, how would I even start that process? And mm-hmm. then I also didn't love the idea of a hospital so I couldn't really resolve either in my mind and I mm. began the process with um, just the normal local hospital and I think I got to like 20-something weeks and they they hadn't even t- ever taken a blood test or something. They like didn't really remember me or anything like that and you just I felt really like I was just in the system and mm. um, like I, I didn't really know what was going on with my own birth. And yeah. I felt a bit uncomfortable about that. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then I heard a few people say, look, I birthed um, at a smaller town about 30 minutes away. It's called Casamine. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check that out. And I booked an appointment with an obstetrician there and I met her and she was just the most soft-spoken, beautiful, encouraging, compassionate woman I'd ever met. Like I just met her and instantly thought I want you in the room when I deliver a baby because you are so lovely and Mm. just you're on my team even though we've only just met and I just she didn't feel very medicalized she felt Mm. really um just she was really empowering me that like birth is normal and like you know you can do go this way or that way and um so then I went and looked at the facility births at and it's more like a birthing center um, mm. so there's only two suites that you can birth in and they've got these big double beds and floor-to-ceiling windows that look over this little small country town and um, like they like I met all the midwives because it's quite a small team and I just really was like yeah this is where I want to do it and mm. although it's I guess like essentially it is a hospital room but they were really encouraging and they said you know you can bring in um like oil diffusers you can bring in speaker and put on music like we'll make it nice and dark we can put down a yoga mat or a gym ball we have a jacuzzi if you want to labor in like a 
bath. Like they just had so many different resources and mm. it kind of only do one maximum two births at a time. So you really get these midwives just making sure that you're comfortable and that, you know, you're birthing the way that you would like to birth. Mm. So I was like, yes, please. And I think that was probably the best decision I made. I loved it there. That's wonderful. That's yeah. so that's so great. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so tell me about um, what it was like the day that you actually went into labour. So, it's, you know, leading up to it, you were doing the photo editing a little bit, yeah. you know, just sitting like on your whatever. Um, at what point were you like, yeah, this is, this is happening? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like I'm not sure about you, but I had a few like like fake false labours, like the Braxton Hicks and you're kind of like, oh, is this it? But it never was. Um, so I remember sitting there editing and thinking, oh, don't get too excited because it might just be, you know, just another false labour. Mm, um, yeah. But I think by about midday they'd start, started to get regular and kind of had a rhythm to them which that had never happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to think, oh, I think this might be it. And like I said, I was just at our work, um, sitting in our office editing and I kind of said to Christian, oh, I think that something's happening. Um, <laughs> and we were very excited but we're like, just keep editing, keep it, play it cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. And so. Like, it's so funny, like as though, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your life's not about to change. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. That's so funny. we're um, editing away and then I think I just staring at the screen like this didn't do it for me anymore <laughs> and I said oh let's let's just go for a walk so we went for a walk but it was May and it was quite a miserable day and it started raining so we're walking around this lake in the rain and we're laughing thinking <laughs> like of all the things we could be doing like we could go inside but it, we're like no we keep walking um, <laughs> and then it, we were like all right let's go out for a hot chocolate and um have a celebratory pre-baby hot chocolate so we went to a cafe and just chit-chatting and then it got quite intense and I said look I think I'd like to go home and start packing a bag and well like Mm -hmm. just the final touches and Mm -hmm. um, just be an hour in space and so we headed home and he was so good he put on a movie for me for a while and then we got out the paints at one point and started painting and Mm -hmm. just like doing whatever we could because I I really didn't want to go in and then be like waiting for ages I was trying to like push it out yes yes I never like having never had a baby before I didn't really know what to expect the Mm. feeling to progress like and it got to about three minutes apart and like I said my hospital was about 30 minutes away Um, Mm. so I thought oh I don't want to get stuck in the car maybe I'll go down so I called them and they're like look you can come if you want or not it's up to you I was like, oh, Christian, let's go. Let's we'll hit the road. So we, we drove there and we got there and they were basically like, look, you are much too calm. We are, you're not having a baby anytime soon. Like you can still yeah. talk through contractions. Like, yeah. And I was like, really? I, I thought I would waited so long and I thought this was it. Um, oh, yeah. But they, <laughs> they hadn't really um, – progressed to that point they never actually did a internal or anything and said oh this is how far along you are they more just went with my demeanor yes Um, yes yeah which was nice so my obstetrician came in she said oh 
I'm going to go home, catch some sleep and I'll come back in a few hours because I think we'll have a baby by morning. And I'm like, great. All right. She said, oh, I think you should catch some sleep too. And I was like, I can't, I'm too excited. And, you know, <laughs> you're having contractions every three minutes. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a thing. But now I'm like, oh, I should have I had a nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, so true. Yeah, in that yeah. early labour, it's like that is totally the time to have a nap, even yeah. though it feels counterintuitive. Like, yeah, you're like, really? Yeah. Why would that? Why would I do that? But yeah, yeah. I'm like now, I'm like, oh, I should have done it because we stayed up all night after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, wait, prob- wait, pause. One sec, sorry. Um, yeah. Do you know at this point what what um kind of position Sonnet was in in your in your tummy? Did you have a sense of like where she was positioned, or did they? Did they do any um, feeling externally on your belly? Yeah, they had told me that she was um, just in a normal birthing position, head down, just not yep. posterior or anything. She was just um, yep. in position ready to go. So, yeah, okay. that was good. I don't, I don't think we really had any flipping or anything crazy that, you know, happened. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was always quite um head down locked in from 35 weeks but I've heard people mm-hmm. say that it can change whenever <laughs> they've been mm. in birth and they've done a commander role or something <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah okay so she yeah. was she was there and I think at the time I was just walking the room um maybe a little bit on the gym ball or things like that we had like I said, we had the oil diffuser on. It was nice and dark. It was night. We had some music on, which was really nice. And I just talked to Christian in between contractions. And then when they would come, I would just close my eyes and try and go into my own little space. Mm. But then at one point, I just remember like reading or hearing that someone said the shower was really good. And I was like, I think I might do that because I was pretty. Um, confident that I really didn't want to use any medication or drugs or anything and mm-hmm. sorry one thing about this place that the birthing center that I decided to birth at was they mm. only take low risk births because they don't do epidurals or cesareans or mm-hmm. anything like that they have a couple of pain relief methods but really yes. mild so mm-hmm. I that's why I had I had gone there um yes and so I was like, oh, I'll go to the shower because I think that'll be really nice. And I don't know why, but it was just amazing. Like I never wanted to leave. I was probably in there for quite a few hours. I was mm. looked around at one point and Christian was soaked and the midwives were soaked. And I was like, why is everyone so wet? <laughs> but I realised it's because everyone had to keep coming to me because I was like, I am not moving. I am yeah, so I'm... relaxed in here. Yes. Yeah, and were you sitting on a um a uh gym ball? No, I was just sitting on the floor. Yeah, yeah, great. And just like watching the water move and playing with the water and things, and just putting it as hot as it would possibly go. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think then at one point I felt like, oh, have I been in here too long? Mm. Um, I don't know why that even crossed my mind, but I was like, oh, is there something else I should be doing like to make Mm. this happen? So Mm. I got out of the shower and I think that kind of ruined my rhythm because I was actually quite happy in there. And 
like I wasn't really in much pain or anything mm. like that I was just like I was just laboring happily yeah. but as mm. soon as I got out I moved position and I felt uncomfortable and I felt irritated and yeah and I turned to Christian and said oh I think I might need painkillers now like I don't feel good and mm. so the midwife was like oh and she wheeled out this little gas machine and was like would you like this and I don't know why but there was something about the look of it that I was like oh get that away from me <laughs> I was like oh, you're scaring me and she yeah. was like oh and then Christian just like leaned over to me he's like do you want to go back in the shower I was like am I allowed to do that he's like yes you can go back in the shower <laughs> you're like, there's no rules or anything I was like okay I might just go back to the shower then and I probably yeah. stayed in there until I was pushing because wow amazing it just really worked for me that's so good I love when you find something that works and yeah. Just, yeah that's awesome it's so cool and so when you started to feel the urge to push um what position were you in and did you get out of the shower yeah so just outside the shower there was mm. like a railing along the side of the bathroom wall and mm-hmm. I, I think I held on to it and just squatted while I pushed um because it seemed to just be the most natural for some reason. And, yeah, kind of just like what you'll probably hear most women say is you're just doing this, like, sound that just needs to come out of you. and Mm -hmm. um, So good. Yeah, Yeah. and you just, like, it just comes over you and this wave to push. And I remember just being like, yep, this is it. And I pushed for such a long time and like a couple of hours in that position and it felt right but just nothing Mm -hmm. was really eventuating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the midwife, because they'd never done an internal or anything, they just said, oh, look, can we just pop a little mirror under there to have a look to see what's even happening because it looks Mm -hmm. like you're working really hard. And Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like painful but it was like it was endurance, you know, it was a long, long workout. Um, Mm. And so I was like, yeah, put a mirror underneath, that's fine. So they slid it underneath and um, they could see, like, her hair on the top of her head. Mm. And they were like, oh, you should have a look down if you want. And I looked down Mm. and it was the first time I'd ever seen any of her. And I remember it was, like, the most motivating thing ever because when you're feeling like, oh, I haven't slept I'm a bit hungry, yeah. it's a bit tired, you know, you're like, and then you see it, you're like, oh, it's so close there. Mm. Well, she is, but at the time I was like, there it is. Um, and I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, they're there. Absolutely. And so we kept pushing and pushing. But it got, I remember at one point um, my midwife, oh, my obstetrician, sorry, she said, um, Hayley, it's morning because the sun had come up. There was these big curtains and she was like, it's seven o'clock. The sun's come up. You've labored all night. She was like, it's mm-hmm. time to have this baby. And I was yes. like, okay. Yes. And she was like, <laughs> come on, give it everything you've got. And I just wow. did these almighty pushes and Sonnet would pretty much come out and she would just bounce back in and finally mm. they – put a little monitor near her heart and they were like, look, we think we need to get her out. And I just had some moment where I was like, are they going to take me to like a bigger hospital and like, you know, mm-hmm. give me a sister out? Like I was like, I worked so hard and, you know, yeah. I'm like we've, I can feel it's coming. And mm-hmm. she was like, I think I would you be comfortable if I did an episiotomy? And I think I've only, you know, heard negative things about that and I was kind of like, 
yes, do whatever you want to do to keep my baby safe. And as long as I'm not going to go in an ambulance to like Melbourne or something, I was like, that would be great. So um, they popped me on the bed and she went to just make an incision and she did one little snip, but you still have the urge to push. Like that's the funny Mm. thing. Like it's not like it stops. Yes. And she just came straight out. And so she didn't even really have to do anything. It was kind of like the position changed. Yeah, the position changed. She did did it, yeah. Yeah, she started to do a little incision and it was just that little bit of extra room because when she came out they were like, oh, she actually had both of her hands up scrunched up by her cheek and the Mm. umbilical cord was wrapped right around. So every time you were pushing, her head was coming out, but her hands were bouncing her hands were back. Stuck. Yeah, and, of course. which is so funny because she, mm. when she was born, she would always sleep with her hands like that. I'm like, oh, he's that's stuck so in that position. Sweet. But oh, they did. I think they did one, maybe two stitches. Yeah, and like I didn't even notice. Like there yeah. was no infections. No, like mm-hmm. they healed within a week, and because it, and I was so just good. like fine afterwards I was like oh that's so great because I I think the word seems scary and but like I really was like I can do this I can do this <laughs> it actually it doesn't sound like they did an episiotomy at all because episiotomy is actually yes is equivalent to a second degree tear which means yeah. it goes through the muscle yeah no. and it literally just sounds like she what is equivalent to a first degree tear which is basically just the teeny smallest little bit it's like it, yeah, it's such a small amount. It was. Um, so yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. So that's so good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. That's amazing. And it those little ones, they do heal really quickly. Like, they, yeah, they literally did. a week. By the end of the week, they checked them yeah. and they were like, they're all dissolved. I was like, yeah, oh, totally. okay. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, wow. Yes. And then, okay, so then you – so. You, so you actually ended up birthing on the bed and then, you know, so is Christian, where's he at this point? Was he watching, literally yeah. watching Sonic come out? Was he up near your face holding you and, like, gazing into your eyes? Or, you know, yeah. what, what was he doing? <laughs> so he was, um, so like you said at the start, you know, you can sometimes have a birth plan and be like, this is what I would love to happen. And probably second child, this is what I would still love to happen. But he, the planner initially was for him to catch the baby but because at the end they thought they were going to have to do more than they did um they they ended up kind of shooing him away and being like you can just stand up near the head but he got they passed him the baby and um Mm. then they put her on me and we had Mm. skin to skin and Christian was just up near my head I think I just looked at him and was just bawling his eyes out he was oh my just yeah he was just like we did it. Wow. He, he was just like that's our baby like hello wow. oh my and, goodness that's yeah insane, hey? oh my and goodness. we just let her lay on us naked and like just having that yeah. bonding time for a while and she kind of just yeah. did the little baby wriggle over and started feeding mm. probably that's in the awesome. first 15 minutes yeah, um, mm-hmm. and she fed for so long, like for such a small person. I guess she just yeah. had a big journey because she was so yeah. hungry. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then and then when the placenta had stopped pulsating, they said, "Oh, because you didn't catch it, would you like to cut the cord?" Mm, yeah. And he was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do that." <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they just 
bundled her up and we just, they all left and we just got to be in our little bubble of the three of us now, um, just enjoying her. And we mm-hmm. probably didn't even really need to say it. We just started calling her Sonnet, I think, and Etty wow. um, for short, which also means love. And What did you say what for short? Etty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I think we told people, like, maybe because she was born at 7 a.m., I think we thought, oh, we'll have some time, like, just us three, but probably later that afternoon, maybe around four or five, like, my parents came and visited and said hello. Just Mm -hmm. a few really close, close people. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, wow, she is so gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's got this red hair, which I didn't expect, and these (laughs) blue as blue eyes, which is so funny because neither of us have blue eyes and hers are like teal almost. They're just, you get lost in them. They see right through your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I um I actually also want to ask you about the um, postpartum. So the, yeah, your experience after birth because I think this is probably less talked about um, in general. So true. Yeah. Um. So I know we don't have a huge amount of time left, so we might just scoot through this pretty quickly. But, no problem. Um, just like your highlights from postpartum, maybe the first two weeks, the two week blur, or um, yeah. the birth. How many days did you spend in bed? Just give me a little. It is such a blur, isn't it? Um, I actually stayed in hospital for four days, pretty much in bed, because not because there was anything wrong, but because the hospital was so small and no one else had given birth or anything. They were just like, oh, stay until your milk comes in and um, then you can see a physio for free and, like, you know, we'll feed you and, like, take care of you. And I was like, please do. So that was really lovely to have midwives, like, feeding Christian and I breakfast, lunch and dinner for four days and just mm. there was no one else in the birth centre so we just could have visitors as we wanted. Um, That's then, wonderful. But then I feel like as soon as I got home, I got roped up in the, like, busyness of it all. Like I think I was so mm. excited to show Sonnet everything, like let's do this, let's go for, out for a walk and, you know, and I think – I'm going to, like, rest hardcore next time I have a baby. I'm like, I mm. should have milked that little bubble a bit longer, I think, because mm. now mm. you know how fast it does go. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Hey, on it's only sometimes in hindsight that we can, like, see these things. Yeah. Like, gosh, I feel, I feel that so Like, I love myself. that time. I have no regrets. But at the same time, yeah. you're like look at other people with a newborn baby and like why was I so hard on myself thinking I had to be this or do that and mm, like yeah. oh, I could have just you know relaxed into it a bit more <laughs> yeah totally um who was your biggest support during those after the after you got home who was your biggest support well definitely Christian like we're we're thick as thieves because we work together and like um, I'm married and <laughs> best friends and everything. So mm. he had taken three months off work mm. to just connect with Sonnet and I and let me get used to this new role as mum and that was really lovely. But also mm. my my mum was just so awesome. Like I think our relationship, even though 
I don't know how it deepened in that time. And I remember mm. one day she said to me, am I coming over too much? And I said, mum, I would love you to move in if you could. I, I love having you around. That's You're a big the sweetest of wisdom. wisdom. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she was, so yeah, she was that. so encouraging and just mm. like whenever I needed her, she was there and she was that person that came over and was like, I'll mm-hmm. cook for you or I'll do this. It wasn't like, let me just hold your baby. And, yes. You know. Yes. It's like, you hold your baby, I'll do all the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. Yes. That's, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's brilliant. And did you end up debriefing your birth with anyone or just did you do any processing of that later, like in the following months or? Yeah, well, I'm. I'm pretty much an open book. Like, I'm happy to talk about it. So anyone that kind of asked, like, oh, how did that go? I was really happy to share the story with because I'm mm. just thinking, like, it's so n- normal. And, yes, like, I just, I was really, I just prayed before birth. I was like, God, I don't have that many expectations. I was like, I just want to leave it and feel like I had a really positive birth. And, mm. like, when I left, I, like, I remember Christian saying, like, how was that? Because I know some women are, like, have a baby and they're, like, I'm, never, I'm a one-child family. I'm never doing that again. Mm. And, totally. and he was, like, how was that? And I was, like, I could do that again. I was, like, that was fun. Like, That's I, really, I really almost afterwards, you're, like, oh, that moment's over. I'm never going to get to do that again. Like, it was so amazing. <laughs> never have the first born again. Yeah, wow. I love I love that as well. I love because I, I feel like guys have an interesting role. They get to experience it and they're not so much in that um, different world. They're yeah. very like they're still in reality and we'll, we'll the birthing woman is like <laughs> in their different zone. They're Sometimes taking... we explain the story so differently. <laughs> I know. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's it's actually very – I feel like that would be a very common question for the man to ask. So how was that for you? you yeah. Know? Like, like did you – They might think, oh, that went on for so long or whatever, but then – your impression is like no that was yeah. perfect that was exactly what it had to be it's like a, I remember I was yeah. nearly nearly about to give birth I think she was like I need to go to the toilet oh <laughs> no okay I'm like you will be two seconds you run you will and be you will yeah. run you will be <laughs> seriously He's like I do not want to miss really this but funny. I have held on for so long I'm like all right I've been holding fun. on for hours yeah <laughs> that's really funny oh goodness I love that (laughs) okay so um just let's let's do a few little more fun quick quick fire questions yeah what was the best pregnancy or birth related purchase um that you loved well I knew that you asked this because I listened to the podcast and so I was like trying to really think of something different and I couldn't and then actually Christian told me he's like this is what you would say and I'm like that is what I would say so have an answer (laughs) Um, and it's actually like investing in the best fuel for your body that's what I would say to do like if you have yeah like if you have spare money and you Mm. like can afford to go organic or just you know invest a little bit more in you know good food and good fuel for your body because I felt so strong before I went into birth because Mm -hmm. I was really just cleaned up my diet and I ate mostly like predominantly whole foods and just so much water and I walked every day and I did 
yoga every morning and I just went into birth being like I am like I've never been so healthy before <laughs> yeah and I just think that mate and like even afterwards as well if you can keep that up too or if your friends ask you hey what can I do for you or what can I get you mm. ask them to get you like good food because <laughs> mm. so many people these days I feel like their friends are so well-meaning and they'll in like they'll want to give them food after they've just had a baby but a lot of people don't know how to cook these days. We live in mm. a, um, mm. a different world than our parents. And yeah. so they'll often just get you like an Uber Eats voucher or, you know, like give you some takeaway or something when you're like, I've just given birth. I need to nourish my body. I need like a nourishing hearty soup. Yeah. You know, with with right. like beautiful veggies. and yeah. yeah. So I definitely think if you have any extra money or someone wants to get you something or something, invest in, yeah, good fuel for your body. Mm. and because you eat you eat a whole food plant-based diet yeah and you did that all through pregnancy and which is really really amazing um and did you do any supplements did you do anything any um, like anything like that or I did prenatal supplements right at the start of birth I think yeah. I just did it again because it was like oh yeah what you should do yes um, yeah but I didn't do any after but yeah. I did make sure with my doctor that I did get regular blood tests to just check which yeah. is funny because my like being um plant-based I think a lot of people think like with vegans and things like that oh mm-hmm. you know you'll have low iron or this or that and mm-hmm. it was only at 39 weeks that my iron dipped like a little bit like not yeah. very much at all and yeah, like they were like, oh, you're not anemic or anything, so don't worry about it really. And, like, I didn't eat any meat or anything the whole time. So, Mm. like, I was really, like, shocked almost because I was like, oh, I was expecting to have to go on iron supplements. But if you don't feel confident, you can always just get a blood test and Mm. just check your levels and see if there's anything necessary. That's so good. Yeah, I've been doing a bit more research into this and it's – you know, a, a well-planned um, plant-based diet is completely adequate, you know, yeah. for all the stages of life. It's, it's really exciting, yeah. Um, okay, and last thing is if you could um, put a message on a billboard for pregnant mothers, what, what message would you put? Um, I think that I would put something like, trust your birth story or your your story maybe not just birth story but your overall story or Mm. don't doubt your story because I think Mm. that like in motherhood you can have lots of doubts and you can have doubts in pregnancy like we're just saying like with the way you want to eat or supplement Mm. or whatever and, Mm. and then in birth you could want to do it a home birth or at a hospital or whatever and people have their opinions and um like it's the same after as soon as you have a baby it's like well this is the routine my baby's in and yours is different or whatever and I think that the world gives you a lot of reasons to think that you're not doing it right or you don't mm-hmm. have your kids best interest at heart but mm-hmm. I think all mothers do and I think if you're trying your best and mm-hmm. you are just adoring your child and trying to create a really nice life for them like just trust your instinct and mm-hmm. your kid will love your family and the way you do things and they'll have, yeah. you know, amazing, like, culture just from your unit and I think that 
that's special and you need to just start being like, I can do things totally different my way and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean other people are doing it wrong, doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong or there is a mm-hmm. right. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just giving us mamas freedom to encourage one another to mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's awesome, it's different than how I do it, but I never thought about it that way. And so I think mm-hmm. we all need to trust our own story a little bit inside. Yeah, mm. I put on that, like, love your story or trust your story. Mm. Wow, that's so beautiful. Trust your story. Yeah. And don't don't doubt your story. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing so openly about all of the um, the details of your birth and your, your pregnancy and your story. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah. And I'm just, I just love what, what you guys um, are about and what you're what you're doing um if anyone wants to check out um you know if they happen to live in the area or you know they want to have some photography done um where can they find you and or if they had questions for you um after this podcast where could they get in touch um so my instagram is just my name um if you have any questions about birth or anything it's mm-hmm. Haley barkler and our photography is whites and wards so that's just anything really if you go on there it'll look like just weddings but we're we're a mixed bag mm, perfect and i'll link both of those in the description as well oh thank you so much Haley. thank have you a beautiful day you too. Yeah. i'll speak to you soon thank you see you <laughs>